Let's take our Bibles this evening. I want you to turn over to Psalm 84 in your Bibles for just a few moments as we wrap up our evening and allow the workers to be able to wrap up their recertification this evening as well. Psalm 84 in your Bibles, an amazing psalm. This is Valentine week. Uh, this is the week that, uh, uh, that all of the advertisers uh, capitalize on love and anything having to do with hearts and flowers and candy and chocolate and all things good like that. And uh, this morning we looked at We Love Seniors. Tonight I want to just share uh, a, a couple of thoughts from Psalm 84 about, about We Love Church. This is an amazing psalm. I love, I've been preaching on Psalm 84 about church for 20 years. I was looking back in some old records and it was 20 years ago uh, when I first, I think the first time I preached on Psalm 84 uh, on the theme of the local church. And, uh, and I have preached uh, from this psalm uh, in a few different countries and a number of different churches and conferences and I just love this psalm. It is rich with regards to the love of God's people for the congregating of God's people together. In the Old Testament, that would have occurred on the courts, courtyard of the temple in Jerusalem. Those of you who have been in Jerusalem, you've walked on that courtyard. Uh, you have walked up the stairs that you can't go through the doorways anymore, but the stairs that... Jesus Christ would have walked up, and then uh, the, the, they're all blocked in, but where the, the entrance onto the temple platform was. And, uh, and there in the city of Jerusalem, God's people gathered together. And they gathered together at the temple, on the, in the courtyards, and some great things occurred at that place, at the gathering together of God's people. In the New Testament, we don't go to Jerusalem to gather on the courtyard a platform or the stairs up to the courtyard platform, we meet together wherever God's people have been able to provide a place to gather together, to congregate together, and we do many of the same things that the people of God in the Old Testament did in Jerusalem and outside of Jerusalem in their various synagogues as well, but particularly in Jerusalem on the courtyard platform. The Bible says in Psalm 84, How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. That's a great statement. It's believed that the psalmist is describing the people of God who had been away from Jerusalem for a period of time. And they're coming back. And when you go to Jerusalem, if you haven't been there someday, perhaps you will. If you're saved, you're all going to be there sooner or later. But there in Jerusalem, it would be often that the pilgrims would travel back to Jerusalem for their big festivities. They would travel down the Jordan River Valley. They would... Go through Jericho, make a hard right, and begin to ascend from Jericho up to Jerusalem in a strong ascent up to the city of Jerusalem, perched up on the hill. And, uh, and as they would ascend up to that place, they would be more desirous and more desirous of being able to be there 
where their memories are full and meaningful of, of what it means to congregate with the people of God at the place that God has put his name there. And, and it was an exciting thing. I can remember the years, I still to this day remember the years that I was in college in Missouri. And it would come, it would come Christmas time. And, and we'd been away from Virginia uh, for a while. And been away at college for a while. And, and so we would, we would drive the 1,500 miles from, from Springfield, Missouri, back to northern Virginia. And the closer we got, the more excited we got. And, and particularly when you got into the Fairfax Burke area and, and coming down Braddock Road and coming down, uh, down Guinea Road and getting closer. And, and then the, I can still remember the feeling of pulling into the gravel driveway. And pulling up to the house and seeing dad run out the door to see us and mom come out the door to see us. There was, there was an excitement of coming back to the place where the memory bank was filled with memories and emotions of being together as family. Well, that's what it was like for a Jewish person who had been away from Jerusalem to come back to Jerusalem, to come up that ascent up to the city of Jerusalem, to come up those stairs the stairs of ascent, and to come up on the temple platform, and they said, My soul longeth, my soul fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart cries out for the living God. There was something about the congregating of God's people together on the courtyard to the temple, and all the things that occurred there together, collectively, that was meaningful and rich to them, they longed for that when they were away from it. They said, how amiable is it? How, this is something that is very emotional. It's good. It has a lot of pleasant thought to it, a pleasantness to it. Amiable means lovely and desirable and appealing. And, and there was something about that place, the congregating of God's people, the things that were done that excited their souls. And it was related to their relationship to God because they said, my soul longeth yet even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. There was something about the place and the congregating of God's people to do the things they did at that location that reflected their relationship with the living God. And that attachment to the living God that was reflected by what they did in the congregation of God's people, made this place lovely and desirable and appealing and something that when they were away from it, they longed to be back to that place. And they enjoyed the thought of coming there. This psalm identifies some of the things that, that was meaningful to them about the place where God's people congregated. They talked as I just mentioned in verse number two about the reflection of their relationship with God. The congregating together and what they did when they were congregated together reflected their love for a living God. But there's something else. It was related to their family. Because the psalmist said that, that used the sparrow 
uh, birds as, a, as an illustration. Say that the birds even have enough sense to lay their young at the altars of God's tabernacles. In other words, they raise their young at the place where they gather together. They saw value in that place for their children. They knew that if they keep their children in that place, if they, if they have their young associated with that place, that there are good things that will come as a result of that. Things that are lasting. Verse number 4, after mentioning that about family in verse 3 and verse 4, he says, Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. The kids that were brought up in that place then stay in that place. They dwell permanently in that place. They will be, and I love the word still, they will be still praising thee. In other words, there's not an end to it. They stay there. They stay in church. They stay in the congregation of God's people. And in the days to come, you'll find them still praising God because they saw value passing on to their children by what happened when God's people congregated together to do what they did on the, on the, in the courtyard. Now, you may ask, well, what did they do in the courtyard? Well, they did a number of things. One of the things that they did when they gathered together on the, in the, on the courtyard at the temple is they sang. They had the temple choir, and they, and they sang. As a matter of fact, you read some of the psalms about the music, the songs. Yeah, the psalms tells us a lot about the music. Builds a music philosophy about music that praises God. And, and it comes all from that temple platform and, and the choir and the, and the people together lifting up their hearts in song to God. They sang songs there. And that involved their, their emotion, their excitement, and their doctrine, their theology that came out of the songs that they sang. You, there's, it's interesting to, to, to go back and read some of the psalms and then read some of the old, old um, commentators. I, I've, got, I've written out in my, in my Bible statements made by Spurgeon and by, by Alexander McLaren about the music that came off from the, the temple courtyard platforms. Uh, it, that was a major part of congregating together. God's people have always been a singing people. Israel, when they were taken away captive to Babylon, Babylon said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. They said, how can we sing the songs of Zion in a strange land? Now, the question was, sing us a song, or the statement was, sing us a song. The, the Babylonians knew them as a singing people. Christians, God's people, have always been singing people. The, the New Testament tells us that singing is an evidence that the Holy Spirit is in control of your heart. Because music comes from the soul. Music comes out of the heart. And the Bible says in Ephesians 5 that when, when the Holy Spirit has filled or controlled a person, one of the evidences of that is that they will be singing. So singing is an evidence of the Holy Spirit. Singing is what the book of Psalms is all about. Singing is a major part of the life of Christianity. That was one of the big things that they did. It's it sometimes said that the people, the average person doesn't sing anymore. They listen to singing, but they don't sing themselves. 
Well, that should never be said of God's people. God's people have always been known as a singing people. What else did they do on the temple platform? Well, they, they presented their tithes and offerings. They had those big trumpet-shaped uh, offering receptacles, and, and the people would come to the temple platform to give their tithes and their offerings to God. It was an important part of, of congregating together. What else did they do? Well, they gathered with rabbis, and they studied the Torah. There would be, I'm, I'm, I read there on the temple platform, you'd have all sorts of different groups gathered around a, a teacher of the law, and the teacher teaching that group of people things about the Word of God. We know when Jesus Christ was, was 12 years of age, and, and Joseph and Mary found him back on the, on the, in the temple courtyard area, they found him with rabbis asking and answering questions. That's what they were doing. They were, he, he joined up with a study group, and, and there were some people studying. There were rabbis teaching, and Jesus took part. He joined into that. He asked questions. He answered questions they were discussing because when the people of God congregate together, they congregate around the Word of God to study, to learn, to be taught, to discuss the things of the Word of God. And then you know why else? what else they did uh, there when they gathered on the courtyards there? They, they offered sacrificial animals. Now, we're grateful that our sacrificial person, the Lord Jesus Christ, died on the cross once for all. And when we come together as a church family on our Lord's Supper observances each month, usually once a month, we gather around that bloodless sacrifice to remember all of the pain and suffering. The Jewish people of the Old Testament, they joined together on the, on the courtyard of the temple to to participate in a, in a painful, real, bloody sacrifice. We do something much the same, only in a memory sense. So all of these things happen on the courts of the, of the Lord. And, and the psalmist is saying, saying, My soul longeth yet even fainteth for these courts, where, we can, where I can congregate together and sing with the people of God, where I can give my tithes and offerings. Uh, where, where I can remember the sacrifice of Calvary, where we can study our Bible together. And the psalmist saw that that was very valuable to their children that would be brought up in church at the very altars of the tabernacles, where they would be able to participate in all of that. You know, you know what, do, what do children what are the takeaways for children from church? You know, children need to, to get 99% of their Christianity at home uh, Sunday through Saturday. And, and when they come to church on Sunday, it's kind of the cream on top. It, it's, it's the embellishment. It's, it's the, the church collectively saying amen to what dad and mom has done at home all week long. And the, and the children... Take away from that, that the walk with God, prayer, Bible reading, giving, all of the things done in the courtyard, that that's real. That, that they learn what that means. They experience that collectively at church. They learn what the purpose of God is. 
in evangelizing the world because they meet missionaries. They go to kids' zone. Uh, they see missionary media presentations. They, they get to rub shoulders with missionaries. And, and year after year, missions revival after missions revival, they, they learn what the purpose of God is in this world. They catch the excitement of worshiping God in the music. And, and they learn how to pray and communicate with God. These are valuable things for families. And the psalmist saw the value in the congregating of God's people. But there was something else as well. The psalmist, we don't know for sure exactly what was behind it. In verse number 6, he says, Who passing through the valley of Baca, Baca means weeping. It seems that, and he's speaking here of going through an arid place, a dry, arid place of turmoil and suffering in his life. We don't know what it could have been. Maybe, maybe the psalmist, maybe locust plagues had devastated an entire year's annual income. We, we don't know what it was that, that was disastrous in his life, but he says he goes through the valley of weeping. And when he comes to the courtyard and congregates with the people of God, and when he sings, and when he studies the Word of God, and when he gives his offerings to God, and, and, and when, he, when he remembers the sacrifice that Christ made, he turns that valley of Baca into a well. He says he goes from strength to strength. It's as if the psalmist said, I've had a really bad situation in my life. It's been really hard on me. But then I come to where God's people congregate together. And when I'm with the people of God, congregating around the things of God, I go from strength to strength. Or as my study Bible has in the margin, from company to company. It's as if the it's as if this the psalmist says, my life is filled with turmoil, but then I come to church. My my life is full of struggles, but then I come to church, and when I come to church, I go from this person who helps me to this person who helps me to this person who helps me to this person who helps me, and before I know it, the valley of Baca has become a reflect, refreshing well. That has soothed my troubled soul. That's what 2 Corinthians 1 is all about, isn't it? It's the fact that we can help one another because we've all hurt. And God will then bring into our acquaintance people who are going through the same thing we went through 10 years ago. And there's nobody that can help us as much as someone who says, I've walked that road before. Let me pray with you. And all of a sudden, the congregating of God's people together becomes a place where I can go from company to company, from place to place, from strength to strength. And I can find that which soothes and helps me in the trouble and the challenges of my life that I'm going through. They go from strength to strength, every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. 
And so the psalmist saw value in church because it's a place of healing and help when trouble has filled our hearts. And then the final thing he, he points to, especially in verse number 10, he says, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. The psalmist says, you know, at the congregating of God's people together, there's opportunities to serve. I, I'd, I'd just be happy to be a doorkeeper. I'll be an usher. I'll open the door. I'll welcome people and let them in and greet them when they come through the doors. Be a smiling face. I, I'd rather be a doorkeeper at the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Because the congregating of God's people together gives me a place and an opportunity to have something to do of value with my life. And I can accomplish something for God that's far more important than all of the, the, the places of wickedness outside of the congregating of God's people. So the psalmist saw the congregating of God's people as a place that reflected his love for God. It was a place that benefited his family. It was a place who brought soothing and help to him in his, in his own turmoil and struggles. And it gave him a place of opportunity to serve God. The congregating of God's people together. In the Old Testament, it was the courtyard. In the New Testament, it's wherever God's people congregate together to do the work of God's church. And that's why I love church. I love church because it's the place where God's people congregate together as a body of believers to sing, to study the Word of God, to give of our tithes and offerings to God, and to serve Him with our lives. As we remember the sacrifice he made for us on Calvary. All happening at the place where God's people congregate together. Don't you love church? I tell you, I'm so glad that my dad and mom got saved. Got out of a dead church that was teaching us the social gospel. Be good. Try your hardest. God will take everybody to heaven. God is in a church that took the word of God and opened it up and preached the word of God. And helped us to grow up understanding the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the power of the Christian life as we fulfill the great commission till Jesus comes again.